What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. What up and welcome back to Confident AF. I am here with another amazing guest, just like I say every week, but I am here with another amazing guest, my friend Melanie. So I'm so excited to have her. Um, Melanie and I actually met working, oh my gosh, I was going to say 24 hour Mm -hmm. fitness, but we actually met before that, um, at the tanning salon. So a lot of you guys probably don't know, cause I haven't talked about it very much, but I did used to work at a tanning salon. I hired Melanie and then immediately like quit, <laughs> quit literally like so a week I. later. And, um, and then Melanie quit that job, got hired at 24 or went back to work for 24 hour fitness. And that's when I wanted to transition into working in the fitness industry. And she was like, oh my gosh, come work here at the, at 24 hour fitness for me. So I was like, okay. So then we went like from boss, employer, employer, boss, like back and forth. And then now we're here. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm so excited to have her on. So I'll let her tell you what she does now, which is not 24 hour fitness. And then we'll go into what we're going to talk about. So hello, welcome. Hi, <laughs> I currently am a newborn care specialist. So I work with babies and I also am a assistant fitness coach. So I do like nutrition and um, fitness online. Awesome. And so like, can you give a kind of like brief breakdown of what you do for each of those? So like with the newborn care specialist, I'm sure probably people don't really know. They may not know exactly what that is. Yeah, um, pretty much um, what I do is I work for myself. So I take clients um, and they can range about They can be like eight weeks to 16 weeks or sometimes a little bit longer. And I can do immediate postpartum care. So what happens is um, upon, you know, getting hired, I will go into their homes and spend the night with their babies pretty much. So I'm kind of like relieving the the weight off of their shoulders and taking full care of the babies overnight. So immediately postpartum, meaning like a week after they get home, the day after they get home or up to four months, I'm doing a sleep training job, which is a little bit different. And those jobs are a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, that's what I do for that. And, you know, I just do all the basic like necessities for the baby, like feeding, yeah. changing, taking care of them, everything that like obtains to them within the night shift. Okay. Um, yeah. And then for my other job, I am a assistant coach online for Natalie Saldana Fitness, um, which I just recently started and I really like. But for that one, I, um, I work with clients online and um, we provide them with... Um, workout plans and nutrition plans and we check in with them and um help them like really just to understand like and reach their goals yes and help them understand like nutrition and fitness in their bodies and help them become better versions of themselves like no matter what their goals are sweet Mm -hmm. yeah awesome and we're gonna get kind of like into both of those a little bit later I'm assuming but yeah so that's what Melanie does now but the topic that we actually want to talk about and why I wanted Melanie to come on is because we were talking, so we met up maybe like another, what, like, um, maybe like two months ago yeah. or so, or a month or two ago. We hadn't seen each other in a very long time since we worked together at 24, actually. And um, the last time that we had seen each other, her uh, now fiance 
was going through a really hard time. And so um, she was like staring at her ring. She's like, <laughs> oh yeah, fiance, yes, bitch. Okay. But um, we hadn't seen each other. Her fiance was going through a really hard time. And so that's actually when she reached out to me to hang out again. I was like, I think we should have, we should do a podcast about this because, and I'll let you take over. But I think it's a subject that not a lot of people really talk about um, is like addiction and how, that not only affects the person that is actually like dealing with it, right. Or going through recovery, but the significant other, the family member or someone really close to that person. So that's why I wanted you to come on and talk Mm -hmm. about that. Um, but before we get into the like fun, exciting, heavy stuff, um, let's do, I'm going to switch it up this week. So instead of doing a weekly win, I thought about doing something a little bit more like on brand for confidence and like, what makes you confident this week? And we can find like a cute, little name for it but instead of a weekly win we'll do something that makes you feel made you feel confident this week and then a weekly fave so you said you have a weekly fave so I do, yeah. yes what is it so I've been shopping for my bachelorette right yes um doing you know the things that I do my I'm really lucky and I have like my like my girls like doing like a lot of the decorations and a lot of um, like the setup, but I'm doing like party favors and like just fun things for while we're there. Yeah. And yesterday I ordered um tattoos, like temporary tattoos yeah. of Chris's face. That's so awesome. So we can all wear those. So That's those so are like cute. super fun right now. And I had no idea. Like, I mean, you can make temporary tattoos out of everything. But I would anything, never even but. think of that. Yeah, me either. I saw it. I've seen it like on TikTok and yeah. stuff. But I've like, I wonder who originally did it and yeah. thought of it because it's like such a good idea. At my um, friend's bachelorette party that I went to, I don't know, like a month or two ago. They, she had them and yeah. they were like fantastic. I'm like, okay, I need this. Yeah, they're so cute. Yeah. That's hilarious. Where did, so you got them just online? On Etsy. On Etsy? Oh, yeah. sweet. Okay, so we'll link those for you guys down below, like the Etsy seller, but I'm sure you can get them from anyone on Etsy. Um, I love Etsy. I'm obsessed with Etsy. Me too. I feel like it's... There's everything. There's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a weekly fave that's going to be a podcast room edition, um, which is going to be these little like jars. Um... I want actually like this giant pink candy jar. I mean, can't gumball machine, but it's too expensive guys. So I was like, no, I can't do it. So I was like, I have to find some way to do like a pink candy or something in here. So that is what is happening <laughs> is the pink is like candy jars, but you could use them. Um, the way they had them like set up on Amazon was like, you could put like your cotton balls in them. You could put like your Q-tips and stuff like that. So even though I'm using them as candy jars, you can kind of use them as anything. So I'll have those linked for you. Like guys little glass ones. Too. What? Like glass containers? Yeah, these. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, right here. You're probably like, yeah, I'm so everyone else on the podcast can understand. They're like apothecary jars is what they're called. But um, okay, yeah. So let's get into like what made you feel confident this week? Tell- Just getting ready. And I know yes. that sounds silly. Yeah. Um, But... Just, like, for for my job, really, and, like, working at home and then working overnight in people's homes, I don't have to get ready. Yeah. And I'm, like, constantly in, like, sweatpants or leggings or, like, pretty much, like, pajama shirts, you know, like, yeah. my oversized band shirts. And really just also, I kind of went through this phase of, of not feeling comfortable in, in, like, shorts and, like, my crop tops and everything just because I did gain a little bit of weight. Like, maybe, like, I don't know, a year and a half or two years ago. And, um... It's kind of been hard for me to navigate, right? And so I feel like I, like I, I was telling you earlier, like, um, I find myself like wearing like larger clothes, so I feel more comfortable. But I think with doing that, I ended up 
feeling worse. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm like hiding kind of behind my clothes and I don't look cute and I just, I just look like, you know, like I didn't make any effort. Yeah. And I think like, for example, like getting ready today um, and like kind of stepping out of my comfort zone and wearing something that I would have worn like, I don't know, 20 pounds ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, really just like made me feel more confident and it made me feel cute and it made me feel a lot better. So I just realized like that as long as like I can like put an effort into myself and get ready and still, I don't know, like still, um, like what's, what's try. Yeah. Like really like still make an effort and still like get, like do my hair, put my makeup on, like wear a cute outfit. Like I will always feel better than like when I'm trying to cover myself up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so funny because we were talking about this before the podcast, but it's like, you think that you're like, Oh, I'm going to wear this like bigger shirt because it's going to make me feel like I don't have to show anything and no one can see what's going on underneath it. But in reality, like you were saying, actually makes you feel like 10 times worse about yourself. And so you're just like, um, I think that's like one of the biggest misconceptions that, or maybe it's not a misconception, but it's like a, I don't know what you would call it. Like it's something that we automatically do, right? We like want to cover, but really it makes you show up in a different way. Is that Mm -hmm. what we were saying earlier? Is like, if you're feeling like frumpy or if you're feeling like you're wearing pajamas or you're feeling like not, you're not showing up or you're not um, feeling your best, you're not going to show up your best. So it's like that goes into like making you feel less confident because you know, you're like kind of like, Oh crap. Like I'm like covering myself. I'm feeling like I don't want to be seen Yeah. when really it's like, I feel like I don't like have to be confident because I'm just like feeling like, I'm just, like, in, <laughs> I'm, like, kind of just, like, going through life, right? Like, in, like, this, like, outfit that I'm kind of, like, okay, don't look at me, pretty much. Yeah. But yet, like, I'm still in public, and I'm still doing things, and I still have, like, this appearance that, like, I guess I don't want to come off as. Like, I don't want to come off as, like, somebody that's not confident, and I don't want to come off as, like, somebody yeah. that, like, doesn't care, and I feel like that's what my appearance, like, says. Yeah. And I don't want that. Wow, that's, I, that is, like, really powerful. Like, um, like, what am I saying with my with the outfit choice mm-hmm. that I'm making. Like I'm saying like, I don't care. Or yeah. like, don't look at me. That yeah. was like, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah because that's r- kind of true. Yeah. Right. You're saying like, don't give me like, don't approach me. Don't give me any attention. Yeah. yeah. And if we're doing like, if we're with anything, right. I was going to say like, if you're trying to build up like your brand or you're trying to build like, um, anything with yourself, yeah. especially as a coach. Yeah. As a coach, it's yeah. like, that doesn't really, give confidence to anybody no. who's interacting with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like, did you ever have like a job where you like, at first you would like start by showing up like cute and like you do your hair and your makeup and then like three years in or like a year in, you'd be like disgusting. Every like, single job. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> but not really, but like, you know, even yeah. like at 24, yeah. like, you know, especially when I was like a, an operations manager or whatever, <laughs> I would, um, you know, like in the beginning I was like, okay, like, yeah. and they say like, oh, dress for the job that you want. So as an, uh, ASN or assistant operations manager and as a lead and, and before I got all my promotions, like, I feel like I would really try to like dress yeah. up a bit more. And then when I like got the higher level jobs, I'd kind of be like, well, whatever. Like, I guess I'm like already here and I, I don't have to try as much. And, um, you know, like you get into this routine of like not having to get ready and like not having to look cute every day. And, yeah. um, even though I like to say, like, I am more confident now, like, without makeup than I was before. Yes. Um, it's still, like, it still, um, like, shows for trying. Like, you know, like, getting ready yeah. and putting on just a bit of makeup and doing your hair. Um, 
I think goes a long way, especially for like how you feel and how you present yourself like in a work environment, I guess. It's probably just like even your intention behind putting on the makeup is different, right? Like it's not like, oh, I have to put on makeup because I'm covering up or because I'm like, don't want to look a certain way. I don't want to like, I don't want someone to see me in this way, but it's more like I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel like presentable. I want to feel like I don't look like I just like literally rolled out of bed bed and (laughs) didn't even wash my face kind of look. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's really powerful. And we were talking about, um, like wearing shorts or wearing like, Mm -hmm. um, or like buying shorts in the, um, bigger size. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about that before we got on the podcast too, is like not waiting to wear shorts until you're like, Oh, I want to lose like 10 pounds and then I can wear the shorts. Yeah. And I've always done that always like my whole life. I mean, we've talked about this, but um, and it's never really something I've talked about like publicly, but you know, it's, it's, I think it's okay to do. And a lot of people go through this, but I'm such a, a like a weight fluctuator. Yeah. <laughs> I always have like, I'm up, uh, you know, I'm up 15 pounds. I'm down 15 ta- pounds. I'm super lean and I'm feeling good. And then I kind of slack off and I kind of do like, it's like a cycle for me, right. which I am trying to break. Um, especially like I said, being a coach, it gives me like this whole like imposter syndrome thing mm-hmm. in my head. For sure. Um, even though I do know, you know, I, I, I'm comfortable with my job and I know what I'm talking about, but I'm like, practice what you preach, like, yeah. and everything. But, um, yeah, for the first time, like I, um, like I'm not a size four anymore and that's okay. Like yeah. I don't need to buy shorts that are a size four and they're all like squeezing the life out of me and I don't want that because I, I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. So I bought like, like a few pairs of shorts, like a little bit bigger and I feel cute in them and yes. I, like, I didn't think that I would and it really like got me thinking like, it's not about the number. It's not about the size. It's like, it's about how I look in them and how I feel because I feel 10 times better, like wearing these and having room and being comfy and looking cute than like trying to fit into my freaking size four shorts that don't fit me and like, like squeeze me. Grazel was talking to me about that actually, like literally, I, I think it was maybe when she was on the podcast. I don't remember, but she was like saying, how she was feeling like so not cute in her body. Like she was feeling like fat or like just like bloated. And then she's like, I realize like I'm literally wearing clothes that are way too small. Yeah. Like me. that's it. That's me. That's yeah. literally all. Yeah. Like it's squeezing the shit out of me. And I have like, you know, what's coming over the top is feels like fat, but it's really just my body because I'm trying to squeeze it into this small, small clothing. And I was like, yeah, like that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So how many of us are like doing that too? And like, just squeezing into these like shorts or like a pair of jeans that we want to say is like this size yeah. and it doesn't even really matter. Yep. Like what if the size, what if the label was different and they were bigger? Like, would that matter to us? Like what if the label said size eight, but really they were size 16? Yeah. Like, would we care then? I don't think so. Probably no. not. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all like about the number. <laughs> yeah. Which is stupid. It is. Yeah. It's really dumb, but it's like, it's, so dumb when you finally start to realize it but it's so ingrained in us for yeah. so long like yeah. when we're kids right it's like oh size like six like, yeah I remember like even growing up like going shopping is like a teenager in high school and oh I'm like god, oh my god like I went up a size like oh my god am I gaining am I getting fat like am I gaining weight especially just like the way I grew up I mean I was like very um like focused on weight yeah um which which was hard but it made me feel like shit. Like every single time I went to the store and I'm like, oh, oh no, like this regular size doesn't fit. And right. I just didn't realize like every pair of pants, every pair of shorts, it's everything different. you wear fits different. Yeah. And it really just doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Have you ever seen somebody do those videos that it's like tries on comparing a size eight from yes. every store that yes. they're in? Yes. And I'm like, the first time I saw one of those videos was like a few years ago. And I was like, my, I mean, it's not 
like we know that, mm-hmm. but then like seeing it on someone who's not you. Yeah. Right. Who you like probably, I, I don't even remember who did this video, but you're like, it was probably a fitness influencer, I think, mm-hmm. um, back in the day. And I was like, oh my God, like that's someone who I look up to their yeah. body and they're still even like that. Those things don't go away with weight loss. Right. Like they still, no matter what size you're in, it happens. Yeah. So it's like, oh, because I think we put these things on ourselves and we're like, oh, it's just me who's dealing with that. Oh, my body is like, doesn't work in these. That's another good quote that um, I heard a long time ago too. Like, um, <laughs> like your body, your, your body is not made to fit in the clothes. The clothes are made to fit your body. Right. Your body's not like a one size fits all. Yeah. 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 So I've actually been going through, I have not shared about this, but I've been going through a little bit of like a weird like transition where, um, I'm gaining like a lot of, um, traction with my Instagram via the podcast and also my personal Instagram, um, for me. And it's kind of like this weird feeling of like, uh, it's almost someone called it imposter syndrome, which I guess it kind of is, but it's also, it's not that I don't feel like I am, um, qualified Mm -hmm. because this is everything that I'm like worked for. I know I'm good at it. However, it almost feels like it's going to, like it could be taken away really soon. Yeah. So something that actually made me feel confident this week was not really only the validation from others, but allowing myself to say that this actually does feel a little bit uncomfortable actually gave me a little bit more confidence is like being able to talk about that with Renee. Um, I, I'm going to go on a little like story really quick before we start, but I mentioned, I think it was in, um, a few episodes ago that, um, Renee and I had this like huge fight at the end of the year and how much that like affected me and my business and me taking a break in my business. And I, ever since then, like I've been pretty Zen with my business. I've been pretty like chill, been like all about balance. You guys know, I've been like preaching my uh, how good I've been doing with balance lately. So you guys know, but um, that does come with a little bit of like fear. If I do have like a time where I'm like, oh shit, I don't really feel that balance right mm-hmm. now. I feel a little bit like out of my, <sighs> I feel like a little overwhelmed. And lately there's been a lot going on as far as like people coming on the pod, um, planning events, going to other events, and then also just having like a huge influx of people um, requesting my attention online via like DMs, comments, likes, whatever. And it got a little weird, like it got a little overwhelming, but I was scared as fuck to tell Renee that I was feeling overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, what if he knows that I'm overwhelmed, he's going to flash back to like how we got in that big fight. And so I didn't tell him. Instead, I just was like mean to him all week. It's like typical, literally so stupid. So, but what actually gave me confidence was at the end of the day, what happened is Renee was like, um, you need to like, like, are you okay? Like what's wrong? Like, why are you in this bad mood? And I was like, um, so I had a choice. Like I could either just be like, Hey, my bad. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Like won't happen again. And just like pretend to ignore it or try to ignore it or which is what I would have always done. Or I could like come to him and say like, Hey, like I'm actually feeling a little bit overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel like I'm going to go like revert back to like being, um, how I used to be before when I didn't, wasn't able to balance everything, but 
am feeling a little bit overwhelmed and I just like, I feel like I'm getting a little bit like nervous that all this is going to be taken away or that Mm -hmm. it's like just going to be for this month that Mm -hmm. everything's going great or whatever. Right. You work so hard for this. I know. And you haven't even like, you didn't, you barely admitted that to yourself. So how can like you go tell somebody else that that's how you're feeling? Exactly. Right. It's really hard to like, like I had to say it out loud first and like admit it, think about it, realize it. And then I, then I went and, and talked to Renee about it. And I told him exactly how I just said it on the podcast is like, I didn't want to tell you this. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you this, but I just have to. And I feel like I don't want you to get n- nervous that I'm going to go back to like how I, you know, that I was only like balanced for these like last six months or whatever, but here's how I'm feeling. And I just want to like put that out there. And he was like, of course he's amazing, but he's like, he's like, you know what? Thank you so much for like sharing that. And like, thank you for like being honest. Mm-hmm. And I know that for him, especially like honesty goes such a long way. So that actually made me feel a lot more confident. Like it made me feel confident, like going to him later or like even telling him, like, I was also a little bit worried about telling him like all the things that I have planned within the next like month. Cause I was like, Oh God, he's going to be like, you're doing too much. Like you're, you're over, mm-hmm. you're overbooking yourself, mm-hmm. which like, I know I might be like slightly overbooking myself, but I can't like say no. So to the opportunities. So anyways, it just gave me a lot of confidence in, in putting my emotions out there. And I think that's like a confidence thing that we don't really, I Mm -hmm. haven't really talked about much on the podcast is like being confident in your own emotions. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like for your job, like that's so important because you're not going to feel like you have your shit together all the time. No. And like, (laughs) no one does no and like just because like I feel like you like preach confidence um and you you like do a great job of teaching people that like there's times that like you're not going to feel confident and you're not going to feel your best and I feel like that's part of confidence yes so I feel like admitting that and like having Renee's support which I love like on social media he's the best <laughs> um but no I just I feel like even admitting that is like a huge step in realizing like hey like I've worked so hard for this and this is what I want and even though I'm feeling good right now, I'm not always going to be like at my, at my best. It's yeah. not always going to be hundred percent. That doesn't mean like anything bad is going to happen. Yeah. 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 I think admitting it is actually like cathartic because then it's like, if you don't admit it, then you're just like kind of pretending like the little, like maybe like, um, I don't want to say like mistake, but the little like thing that you're struggling with, right? Mm-hmm. Like that little struggle you're trying to almost pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. But then it, it gives it so much power. Mm-hmm. And it comes you, out more. Yeah, it comes yeah. out more, which is exactly what happened. I ended up like picking and fights with him for like three days. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, he was like, what's your problem? Like, you're so annoyed with me. And I was like, you're just annoying. Like, that's it. I like, did to Chris too. It's so normal. He was like, you typically... <laughs> this is like the saddest thing. He was like, you're typically like laughing at this. And I'm like... And it was something that pissed you off instead. Yeah, instead yeah. it just made me so mad. But yeah. really, I wasn't mad at him. I'm just mad at, like, how – I just didn't really know what emotion, I guess. My, like, I think default emotion, and I talk about this sometimes – or I've talked about this, I think, before, is, like, my default emotion is, like, anger. Okay, we're back. We just took a small break. And we're going to get into the fun stuff. So – um, I'm gonna let you kind of like take over. Yeah. So it's funny because I, it, it helps like to be prompted and to be asked questions for this just because I don't talk about it very much. Yeah. Um, but when I do, you know, it's a lot, but yeah. So really I don't, what I don't want to do is tell Chris's story just because it's not mine to tell. Okay. And, um, you know, we have like such different, 
um, parts of, of the story. Um, but obviously, like, the background is, and I know you know, but to tell everybody, um, my fiancé is a um, recovering addict, so he's currently sober. And he, um, he's been sober for um, a little bit over two and a half years. His, um, his um, three years is in December. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So a little bit over two and a half years. And um, so we were together um, before he got sober. In fact, we were together like before really like the peak of his addiction started. Um, so there was a lot to navigate there. And, um, like, without giving, like, a lot, like, too many details of what happened, um, we were just in a really, in a really negative place. And I had really never known anybody that struggled with addiction, uh, especially, like, alcohol and and drug-related addiction in my life. So it was, um, it was really hard for me to, like, navigate on my own. And I, I just didn't really know um, who to talk to or who to go to. And I saw this person um, that I loved um, really struggling and just becoming somebody that I didn't know. And that was hard for me. Um, but of course, like deep down, and the reason why we were still together is because I saw that he was still himself deep down and that he was just really um, struggling. Yeah. So I thought of a few things when you were saying that is like, I think a lot of times with addiction, so if you guys don't know, both of my parents are actually addicts as well. So I do kind of know what this is like Mm -hmm. as far as like I know the recovery side. Both of my parents um, didn't really use um, at all um, me growing up. So I didn't see like the ugly side, I guess, but I did see the recovery side. Um, But a lot of people don't think about like, yes, it's it's so hard for the addict, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of focus is placed with the addict and how, um, like they're recovering and supporting them. But I think what a lot of times is missed and what I felt missed Mm in, um, as a child, a lot of times is like the support that the family or the significant other or whoever is closest to that person really has to give and how that navigating that feels. So I love that you actually said like, you didn't, you've never known anyone who's Mm -hmm. gone through like addiction and recovery. And so like. You didn't know how to act or how to like really what to do. Right. Which I think is probably what a lot of people would feel if Mm -hmm. they were in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's a significant other, someone close to you or, um, or a family member. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was like, I guess, how did you know, like you said that you obviously saw that he was turning into someone else, but that he, you saw at the end of the day that like he was just struggling like how did you make that distinction between like okay I know he's struggling like I need to help Mm -hmm. or like okay I can't do this like I can't because I feel like that's where a lot of people would be yes um and I I feel like I people ask me that a lot like oh and they'll tell me like oh wow like you are so strong for staying in that situation or like wow you know like they'll just give me they'll compliment me for staying in the situation um which is you know super nice and everything but I feel like for me, I, I would see different versions of him, right? And so when he was in active addiction, I saw like this kind of like facade, right? And he Mm. was like this person that, um, I guess it's really not about him in this situation, but he was just, he was completely different. But then when we would have our moments and when he was not using and not drinking, um, I would see that he had like this internal struggle with doing it again, which was so interesting to me because he would like, you know, at at night after everything was said and done, like he would, 
sometimes um, get emotional and like show me these emotions that I didn't know what were, where they were coming from. And we were having issues, obviously, at that time in our relationship. Um, but I think I was able to place those emotions as like realizing he deep down was struggling and didn't know how to deal with it. And it wasn't really until, so this was before, I guess. I, I, I don't know if that makes, if that made a whole lot of sense. But um, so we, after that, it, it got, his addiction got, I guess, to its peak. And we separated at that time. So this is obviously before we were engaged. Um, we were only dating for, I want to say, like t- a year and a half or two years. Yeah. Um, so he made a lot of um, negative choices, right? And so... Uh, we kind of went our separate ways at that time, but it wasn't until, um, right before he got sober and, and, and right before we got back together that I truly saw, um, that, and really, I mean, we talked about it, that he didn't want to be in that situation anymore, that he really just couldn't help it. And that helped me, I think, learn about addiction and understand him like a bit better because I saw this person that was really not wanting to, um, like, make the decisions that he was making. And it's almost like he, like, was forced, like, in... I mean, that's the only way I really know how to say it. Um, but it's almost like he... Well, it's, it's like he was, he was forced. I mean, right? That's how that's how addiction works. Yeah. Um, he couldn't say no. And um, so we had, we had a lot of struggles. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm saying the same thing, but it's I want to okay. get into like my person, my personal experience of it all. Um, but we had a lot of struggles and we had a lot of deep conversations um, right before he got sober and it kind of like turned into um, admitting it, right? Like what they say, like that's what the first step is anyway, but admitting it to his family um, because I knew and we had conversations about it. Like at that point I had realized like, okay, like I realized like this is an addiction and I love you and we had gotten back together and I want... Um, you know, I want to be a part of your life and I, I want this, but I, I can't have this. Right? right. And he knew the same thing. And so it was really about him, like opening up to people and realizing that he was just n- not happy. I mean, he was struggling um, a lot and he just didn't want to live like that anymore. And he wanted to, um, I think, savor like, if that's the right word, like the relationships in his life, like, you know, his Preserve. relationship. Yeah, preserve. There you yeah. go. His relationships, like, with his family, his relationship with me, um, they were all um, struggling, and he didn't want that anymore, and I think that was, like, a huge step for him, which was, you know, which is big for him to, um, like, want to, not want to have that happen anymore. Right. Um, so that was, like, his, like, his step and, like, our kind of, like, journey before um, he went to rehab, I guess you can say, and um, I guess, like, that's that's where my part comes in. Um, because during that time, I kept, like, preparing myself for, like, when he got out of rehab, Mm. and I was, like, thinking, like, okay, um, how can I be better for him, and how can I be, like, the person that he needs when he's sober, and I was, like, doing all this research, like, um, like, you know, kind of, like... It's actually really sweet. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, um, because I thought it was all about him, but obviously you come to find out that it's not all about him, it's obviously about me, too. Um, but, so I was doing all this research, I was trying to figure out what to do, I have been told by a few people to go to Al-Anon, so I'm not sure if, like, you're familiar with Al-Anon? I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't, I don't know what it is. So it's, it's pretty much, like, AA, in a sense, for, 
um, anybody that has been affected by an addict oh, or alcoholic. Okay. So it's actually a wonderful program. I went, I went for a while. And But what I thought was, I'm going to go for him, right? I was like, I'm going to go to figure out how I can help him. And I'm going to, um, you know, get take all these like notes of how I can be the best partner for him while he's recovering and um, whatever, like all this stuff. Um, but, you know, you walk in and you realize, like, it's, com- like, about the complete opposite. Like, it's about you. And um, I think, like, that's, like, where I had my first wake-up call because I realized that there were so many things that I had to change about myself um, to be with him, but even not to be with him. Like, just so I can be, like, comfortable and comf- confident and, like, in a, in a healthy and happy relationship. Um even if it wasn't with him. Even if it wasn't with him. Yeah. There was so much, just from, from that experience, I feel like there was so many, um, I lot like, okay, so I'm going to kind of change topics here, but through that journey with Chris, like, I know you know this, but it was like so hard for me to navigate life. I was like at the lowest point in my life. I lost friends. Yeah. I literally had a hard time working. Um, and I'm so lucky, like, you and so many of my other friends, like, I was able to um, get back into my life. But it, it was really hard for me because all my focus was um, on, like, this particular situation in my life. And well, it's, like, all-consuming. It was so consuming. Like, literally, my life was unmanageable. Like, his was, but mine was. Yeah. And I didn't realize, like, that all that energy that I was putting into, like, him completely changed me. And... um So I feel like I had to do a lot of, like, work on myself, and I started going to therapy, and I started um, really, like, understanding what um, kind of, like, led me to be this um, kind of, like, caretaker Mm -hmm. person in our relationship, Um, which is, you know, not not correct. (laughs) It's not, it's, like, not the right thing to do, but I had to do a lot of internal work that I didn't realize that I had to do. I thought, like, I was perfect. Yeah, I feel like that's so, like, so insightful because it's, like, you obviously are, you guys are attracted to each other Mm -hmm. for a specific reason, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like, you stayed to, like, caring for him for a specific reason. Like, he stayed like hanging out, like being with you. I said, I was going to say hanging Hanging out out with you. But I meant, like, (laughs) he continued to come back even Mm -hmm. though, like, I know because we were like friends at this time, but, um, or close at this time because we were working together. But like, mm-hmm. I remember like you guys being like very like, um, like tumultuous mm-hmm. and then like, but you guys were still always together. Yes. And that only happens like for a reason of like, yes. the roles are being played out, right? Mm-hmm. Like the roles are, they fit together, mm-hmm. um, for the benefit of both parties in yeah. some way. Right. right. Um, I think that's interesting that you said caretaker because I feel like um, that's like on the in the love language book. There's like the you know there are different um, like you rank not only the way that you like to receive but the way that you like to give. Right. And so it's like really interesting because the way that you may be giving love is actually not the way that someone actually your Needs partner to wants it. to receive it. Yeah. That was really hard for me to yeah learn as well. But go ahead. Um, so what happened? After, like, after you started going and, like, mm-hmm. um, more, like, working on yourself, not to be a better support system for him, but more to, like, I'm guessing what you were going to say is, like, to be a better you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, 
Right. So just like going going back to what we were talking about before, I like took on these roles in mm-hmm. a relationship that you really shouldn't take on, right? And so did Chris. Yeah. Um, we were just like in very different we were in a different relationship and really I was so used to like the toxicity of it um, that I just didn't realize that my roles were incorrect, um, right? And they weren't bringing out the best in him. Mm -hmm. And so I had to do a lot of work on myself to say like, hey, like, first off, like, why did I allow myself to get in this situation? Why was I okay with staying in the situation? What about like um, him and his recovery? Like, kind of like made me want to be with him and stay right um there was just it was a lot um really I had to do like a lot of work on like my past too Mm -hmm. and why I give love that way and why I'm such a caretaker because I am like by nature um and I needed to also work on being um codependent Mm. right because there was like a lot of codependency going on in our relationship and I'm putting myself on blast, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, there was, and, um, it was hard for me because I was like so attached to this person that I met and this person that I loved and, um, with everything going on, like I really needed to step, like step out of like his shadow and be my own person and him like going to treatment, um, and getting sober, like really helped me, um, helped me do that. And And your own person, like away from him, away from like, just focusing on that. Yes, and it's so hard because I tell people all the time that, like, um, it was hell, right? Like, the situation was hell. It was it was awful. Um, but I think that I needed that because it's just so – really, it's so crazy, like, the way that life works, like, for both of us. I mean, like, we're – let me, like, just skip ahead a few parts by saying, like, we're, like, in both, like, the healthiest version of ourselves right now. And it really is, like, the greatest feeling um, to look back on the past and see, like, how much, like – how much we've grown, pretty much. I'm trying to find the words to, like, describe myself, but I I was, like, not fully, like, trusting and confident in my decisions and in myself, and by, like, going through this with Chris, like, it made me fully aware of, like, what I need and, like, who I am and who I want to be. It's almost like you were, like, looking for, like, validation or confirmation. Yes. You really, I think I've told you this before, but you remind me a lot of my sister. Yes, yeah. And she's like, very similar, and she actually went through, like... A, a really hard divorce mm-hmm. and um she came on and talked about it too um so I'm not blasting her but she came on and talked about it as well and I think the biggest change I see in her is that she just exactly what you said like now I think before she was always like waiting for someone else to like tell her who to be yes, what to do that's exactly me she was like waiting hand and foot yes. on um my brother-in-law in her relationship was like very one-sided and now um she is her own person mm-hmm. even without him mm-hmm. um and so I feel like even though her going through that situation she would tell you the same thing like it was hell like it sucked mm-hmm. but it forces us to like look at the ugly parts or the not so like great parts of us yeah. I don't mean to call it ugly no no no, no. I get like it it was dramatic. ugly <laughs> We were talking earlier about just being, like, so fucking dramatic about everything. But, yeah, it forces us to look at these parts of ourselves that we don't like. Yeah. And that may not be, like you said, like, you wanted to be perfect. Yeah. To support him. But, really, it's, like, it was crazy. I just need to be a better version of I just had no idea, like, pretty much, like, how fucked up I was. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you know what I mean, right? Like, everyone goes through stuff. Like, you grow up and you go through things. I, I didn't have, like... 
like just going back on my past, I, yeah. I was so, I mean, I had like a loving family and everything, but internally I struggled yeah. a lot um, growing up. And I think like meeting him, I was only 20, 21, like turning 22 when I met him and I still had a lot of work to do on myself and um, like getting caught up in everything with him. It wasn't until after I realized like, holy crap, like there's a lot, like there's a lot that I have to learn about myself. I remember I was um, going to therapy, like my personal therapy and I'd leave every session like, Jesus, like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, what is wrong with like, me? I'm so fucked up. <laughs> but no, it was so, it was so helpful. And I learned um, to be who I have always been. Yes. And I never knew that. I remember, like, my therapist at that time, it's not our therapist now, um, told me to watch a movie. I don't know if you'll get this reference or if you know this movie, but there's a movie with, oh my God, what's her name? It's going to kill me. Oh my God. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me. We're gonna have to look it up. But the movie Runaway Bride with yeah. um what's her name? Julia Roberts. Yes, thank you. Julia Roberts. And she was like, You are like this Julia Roberts in Runaway Bride, who pretty much like adapted the personalities of the people around her. And it was pretty fucked up. And I'm like, that's yeah. a big wake up call because I identified with that in so many ways. Like they went to eat, or for example, like she was with like this partner and she would always run away right, she was a runaway bride. Mm-hmm. She would always run away from the people that she was with because at the very last moment she kind of had like this wake up call of like, this is not me. Yeah. But she would always do the same thing over and over yeah. again. Which was me. And so there was like this scene in the movie where um they like, went to eat. They were eating and they someone asked like, Oh, how do you like your eggs? And she's go however you like them. Oh yeah. And that's me. Like, not anymore, but that was me. And so I feel like I was forced to, like... But you know what's so weird about that? You say that, but you're so opinionated. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I always know... (laughs) Like, me and you always vibed out because we'd be, like, uh, getting, like, coffee or, like, something or, like, anything. And you'd Mm -hmm. be like, oh, my God, don't you hate that? And I'd be like, yeah, I do. And then you'd be like, don't you love it like this? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Oh, that's interesting that you realize that. Yeah, we were always, like... It's kind of hard to find people who are, like really specific yeah specific and we're the same way like that yeah, yeah. and I'm very specific yeah. about the things that I like so I feel like you're so opinionated yeah, yeah. so it's funny that you like it's interesting because it was like more like an internal thing yeah but talking to other people was was like completely different so where do you think that like came from like wanting to have like validation as a kid or like wanting to like please your parents because oh yeah I like, don't know um Oh, man. But I've always been like that. Always. Do you think that you mentioned earlier, too, and I forgot to um, chime in because I've been trying to, like, not interrupt people. Um, But, like, do you think that you mentioned about um, being, like, codependent Mm -hmm. um, and, like, realizing that you had to, like, break that Mm -hmm. um, cycle of codependency? Do you think that comes from being a twin? I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, Because my twin and I were very separate. Okay. In fact, like, it's so funny because my sister will laugh at this, but... Allie, um, like, wanted to separate, like, from when we were young. Like, you know how mm-hmm. twins are always placed in the same classes and stuff? Yeah. She literally told my parents, like, please go to the office. Like, we don't want to be in the same class. <laughs> and I was kind of like, what? Like, I wanted that comfort. Maybe that's where. Yes. I wanted that comfort and she didn't. She was like, I want to be my own person. And I, even from, like, a kid, I used to ask my mom, like, my mom to this day, like, she makes fun of me for it because I'd be like, okay, what do I want? Like, we'd be at the at the mall and I wouldn't know. I'd, like, have them dress me and I at a fast food, like, in a drive-thru, like, at a restaurant. I'd be like, what should I get you guys? What do I want? Because, like, I, I don't know if it was, like, I wasn't confident in my own decisions, but I just truly, I, I struggled with um, choices mm-hmm. and, with, and with making, like, the appropriate choice for myself. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know. But I just know that that's something that I've, I've dealt with since I was a kid. Yeah. And so this kind of, like, made you 
look at that. Yeah. And now you can like, do you find it easier to just be like, to stand your ground with things? Like, um, not only like in your relationship, but just in general. Yeah. With like what you want. For sure. I don't want to get, um, like I'm not directly quoting anything because Mm -hmm. I've stopped going. Um, even though it's very beneficial, I'd love to like, um, go every once in a while still, but it's really like you work the, the 12 steps in like your own way. So like the Ah. first step is like admitting you're powerless over alcohol and your life has become unmanageable in, in this way. It's like step one for me is like, I'm admitting my life had become unmanageable and I'm powerless over my person in my life Ah. that was an alcoholic or addict because I was. Yeah. And so really like. Um, I would tell people I would go to Al-Anon and people were like, oh, why? Like, oh, that's so silly. And isn't that for like alcoholics and addicts? And you're not that. But I was like, you're right. But, and it's, I really never like kind of like went into it because I didn't feel like people would understand, but really like that's what it was. And like, same thing, like with working the rest of the steps, like, um, I'm even trying to think of like what some of them were because it's been so long and I really don't get into Chris's business with it all, but like making amends, for example, which is um, one of the steps, like Mm -hmm. the people that I've hurt by standing like by Chris through like his rough times, like I've had to come to terms with that and I've had to like make apologies to people. Right. And, um, just like realize like my wrongdoings and make right of them. Yeah. And And yeah, I was going to say too, that's something that I wanted to ask you about is like, what how did you like when you were going back and not only making amends but like rebuilding relationships Mm -hmm. with like friends family or people that obviously you lost touch with at that time like how did you was it only Alan Honor was it like other things that gave you not only the confidence but like the um I think the word I'm looking for is like perseverance yeah to continue like just saying like hey my bad and like hey, you want to grab drinks or like, instead of just like, I think what I see a lot of other people do is like, just completely start like a new. Yeah. Which I didn't do. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think so at all. No, no. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like, and that's a good question. I think it wasn't right away that I think I understood those things. It was like, for example, Chris has been sober almost three years. Yeah. So it's taken a while to look back on, on that time and realize like, hey, like I wasn't a good friend during that time. Like I wasn't a good sister during that time. I wasn't like, I wasn't my best self. Like I remember my sister Haley and I, like we're like best friends. Like we talk every single day. We, um, we talk all the, we FaceTime like at, pretty much like twice or three times a day. And like during that time, like we were just not close. And I realized, like, that it's because, like, I was so caught up in, like, everything with Chris. Like, I wasn't, like, showing up for her. Like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't myself for the people around me. Like, with you, like, with with my best friend Elise, like, we didn't talk for a long time because she was so tired of, like, seeing, like, um, what, like, the situation was doing to me. And she just, of where my priorities were. were. (laughs) And they, um, yeah, I mean, like, we had that separation, so we had to talk about it and, Um, I'm so lucky that, like, she's still in my life, and, like, we've obviously worked through that, and same thing with you, like, I think it was a big wake-up call when we were talking on Instagram, I'm sure you remember this. This was so hard for me to do at that time, too. Yeah, and it was, it was, I'm, I'm, and I'm so glad you did it, because for me, I didn't see it as, like, anything negative, I was like, that's so true, like, I remember, like, Alicia had said to me, like, you know, I asked her, kind of, like, why is it that, like, we, we stopped hanging out, like, why is it that we stopped talking, you know, and, 
I would like swipe up to her story sometimes and tell her like, wow, like I love that you're doing this and this is so cool and and, like I miss you and stuff like that. Um, But we would never really talk. So one time I messaged her and I said like, you know, like what did I do something to offend you? Right. Like, what was it, I think, that like made us like not be friends anymore? Because I feel like you just kind of like pulled away from me. And I don't know if you want to explain it, but in my eyes, like you pretty much said, like, you know, like I really like cared about you as a friend and I loved our friendship, but it was so um, kind of like draining for me to see like what you were, um, what you were allowing in your life at that time with my situation with Chris. Yeah, it was. So probably not a lot of people know or that listen to me, listen now or follow me closely now know that like Melanie and I were actually really close um, right before this happened because we were directly working together Mm -hmm. pretty much like every day. And, um, so yeah, we were very close. Like we even like hang out outside of work. Um, we talked a lot because we were very similar. Um, but I don't know why it just, I remember like, um, I do remember this exactly what you're talking about, but I think I could have handled it a little bit better at the time, but the only way I knew really how to like, um, like pull away from the situation without being like Melanie had not done anything to me. She didn't make me mad. She didn't like, there was no reason I needed to like stop being her friend, but I just like exactly how she said that I said it is how I felt is like, it was really, really a lot because I hate seeing like people that I love get hurt and I can't like, I can't help. And so no matter like if I would give her like advice, no matter if I would be like, yeah, like, you know, um, here's like what I've gone through Mm -hmm. with this or like whatever. It just didn't. And it's not, it's not anything wrong with you, but like, um, it just didn't make a difference. Right. Like she was just like, nothing anybody said did. She was like glazed over. Like her Mm -hmm. eyes were just like glazed over (laughs) and like not listening. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And like, I felt horrible at the time actually. And Renee knows that because he was really the only person I talked to about this is like, I told him, I was like, I feel horrible because like, I don't want to talk to her because I get like, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. And I feel so sad Mm -hmm. talking to her and I feel so like helpless Mm -hmm. and I want to help so bad, but I know I can't. Mm -hmm. And Renee was like, it's okay. Like she'll like come back to you like whenever she's ready. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it was actually really hard for me as like a adult, like to do the adult thing in this situation and like actually, um, like put distance in between us a little bit. And then also like, um, when she asked me if I, if she did something to offend me, it was actually like really hard for me to be like, to actually explain myself instead of just being like, no, like girl, we're fine. Yeah, like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, yeah. no, like we're cool. Like whatever. Instead of, instead of doing that. Mm-hmm. And I remember when this happened, I was like, okay, you have to like actually tell her mm-hmm. and be honest with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I did because that actually allowed yeah. us to move forward in a really healthy way. But yeah, we were really close and it was really hard to watch her and Chris um, go through that. Yeah. But I think because I've seen my parents like go into like recovery. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I just I I was like something like something will happen. Like either you guys will break up yeah. or um, or he'll get it together right. or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Like something will happen where it'll move past and I knew, like, they're so young that, yeah. like, I was just, like, this is literally, like, Renee was even, like, dude, like, they're just young. Yeah. Like, if nothing is going to happen. Like, yeah. they're just young. So I was, like, okay. But, um, yeah, I feel like that was a really long fucking tangent. But, yeah. No, it's okay. I just. I love it. Um, yeah, even, like, being confident enough to, like, tell your friends that, like, 
hey, I just need like a little space because like maybe, you know, it's like another thought is like, imagine if my parents, so my parents, yes, are addicts, but I never saw them be addicts Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Like I never saw them be like, um, using, using or in a dangerous way Mm -hmm. or like, um, I never saw them be like violent or like, I never saw the negative effects Mm -hmm. of those except for like recovery. So imagine if my parents were though, right? Like your situation may be like extremely triggering for me. Yeah. So, but we never know. Think of that as friends, right? We're thinking like, what the heck? What did I do wrong? Right. Right. So um, like it could have even been something like that with a friend. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I think that's a really great lesson of like when we're like feel a friend pulling away or something like that. Like just like you're saying with like addiction, like it's not always about you. No. Like it really, and in this case too, it wasn't about It wasn't. At all. Yeah. Like it had nothing to do with you. So I think that's a really good lesson too is that like it's not always about us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, do you want to, like, should we, like, move into, like, the future and, like, how we yeah. are now? And Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Since I, like, briefly handled it. And it was hard. It's hard to talk about, too, um, yeah, the past because... Um, the past like, week? No, the past. Like, oh, everything. Oh. Like, it's hard to talk about the past and, like, all my realizations and um, my relationships and um, getting through them and really, like, rebuilding myself. And with Chris, too, because, like I said in the beginning, like, it really is, like, his story to tell and... Um, I don't want to, I don't want to tell his story because we had very different experiences. Yeah. Um, and it's really hard. I mean, like my, my recovery, my own recovery, right. As like, as my own person yeah. and his actual recovery are just, even though they mesh, they're two very different things. Yeah. Um, so it's hard, but I'm really lucky to have, um, Chris like be very open and like personally like okay with me doing this. Yeah. I was wondering that too. Yeah. Um, which was like, even before I got here, I was like, do you have any topics? Like, what should I share? He's like, no, like. Um, like, whatever you feel comfortable with, and he said, like, maybe, like, the past, and, like, how we are now, and I told him, like, I appreciate that you would even be willing to let me talk, like, be willing to let me talk about the past, but I don't really want to divulge too much, and, like, to, um, what happened, and the past, and, like, the negatives, and, and the, like, hard times that we went through, because, um, it's just not my story to tell. And it really doesn't, at the end of the day, like, those things really don't make a difference. No. Because it's, like, everybody's story is different, so it's just, like, yeah, yeah, like, those details aren't really like important right to yeah make the story like matter to, yeah yeah like what's really important is like what actually like gave you the confidence mm-hmm. to sit like stay in that relationship mm-hmm. to stay stay by his side to like be with his family yeah and like to again go and like rebuild your relationships with right. um, other people and then also to have the confidence to even like talk about it mm-hmm. um not i only, never like, thought publicly, i would which publicly, is crazy but, like, you never thought you would talk about it? No. Really? Yeah. Ever? Well. Like, with anybody? Really? No, no, no. Like, I, I would talk about it with people. Like, a lot of people, for example. Because I hear, like, actually, going back to this, a lot of people, like, for example, just on social media. Yeah. Would see, after all that shit that happened, yeah. and the drama, like, kind of, like, that aired out between us, like, as you know. Mm-hmm. It was, like, in our small little area. Like, right. the gym, for example. Yeah. People talk shit. And, like, people saw... um Chris for that person as he was at the time and he saw me like people saw me like this freaking idiot that doesn't know anything that's going on that's like following blindly after this guy right I feel like that's what it looked like yeah like I felt very stupid um in that time and we kind of like had this large gap 
And then all of a sudden we're happy and we're good and we're together. And people, I feel like, are probably looking at my posts like, huh, I wonder what happened. Or um, in the beginning, we're probably, because now I post about his sobriety. um, But before people were like, "Uh uh-huh, that girl's so stupid. Like, you know, she's still with this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Things that people say. And especially if you're not like, I feel like it's different for people like who are influencers or people who like share a lot of their life on Instagram for a purpose of their business, right? Like, that's different. But like, a normal person who's not posting very often like there are gaps and like mm-hmm. we have to remember that as mm-hmm. like a viewer on social media of your friends like there's things that are like like just like in a normal relationship right like just like me and you have our own relationships you see me and Renee of what right how we are in public and I see you and um, Chris how you are like in front of others but like no one really knows what's no happening behind closed doors mm-hmm. Not in a negative way, but, like, we have to remember that on social media, and I think that's, like, really interesting that you said that, because I think we can see so many, we can see into so many different areas of people's lives now, um, being on social media and, like, people updating all the time, right. and, like, we feel as if we know every single mm-hmm. thing about their lives, but at the end of the day, like, we don't. We no. see a five-second clip every few hours if we're lucky right yeah. like so it's like if we're lucky I mean if if they're updating like <laughs> gosh I hope they update like but you know what I mean like even if they're updating yeah. a lot so it's like but no one really knows what's happening no. so it's like yes people may have thought that but mm-hmm. that's pr- when you really think about it that's actually pretty naive of any of us to think uh-huh yeah, but it's it's human nature, right? It is, of course. Yeah. And of course we're curious. Everyone's curious, like human nature-wise is what I mean. Everyone's curious, like, w- what happened, right? right? Like, oh gosh, like, yeah. I wonder what happened. Like, right. is it good? Is it bad? Yep. I want to know the ugly details. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's Isn't it? It's, like, so crazy, like, how curiosity is. And I know I'm one of those people. So that's why I say that, because I'm yeah. totally one of those, like, social media, like, creepers that like yeah. I'm like oh what happened with these people oh what happened yeah. with like that's totally me yeah no denying it so I know people probably did the same thing to me um but yeah I mean like that was like ever since he got sober right um we both like went through a lot and we did um he did a lot of like internal like counseling and therapy like working with the sponsor um and everything that kind of like goes along the lines of um recovery right yeah so he did rehab and then he went to sober living he was living in a sober living while we were kind of like navigating like how do we get back into our relationship I saw somebody actually was um I don't know if you follow her like a kind of like a fitness influencer but more like healthy lifestyle college clean eating yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah I love her and she posted something earlier that literally reminded me of her that's so funny because I'm gonna like I was thinking about this. Natalie, you were just talking about Natalie and her her, her app and stuff. And oh, yeah. I was yes. thinking that hers is very similar. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. So, so this person on social media, she posted, she's engaged. And to this, like, to, to her, obviously to her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> to her boyfriend. But to she this guy. <laughs> has, to this guy. But she has um, shared openly on social media her um, struggles with toxic relationships, right? And so the other day... Um, she posted like nobody talks about the difficulties yeah i saw this right of nobody talks about the difficulties that you go through going from a toxic relationship to a healthy one and for my situation it was with the same person yeah so and like i resonated with that post i feel like so much because really nobody talks about it and i feel like it's kind of like a taboo subject um but we went through um like so much like pre-sobriety and like pre um you know like me having all, all the um, growth that I needed to do but 
um, like there's so many details and small things that like go into it that, that you don't realize. Even like, for example, um, being like appreciated the way that I deserve to. I remember and, we talked about this. Yeah. yeah. And, and being treated like the way that I deserve to and being like loved and like taken care of. I remember I had this like one day, um, like fresh, Chris, like fresh, like out of like rehab. It was like, maybe he was like a few months sober. Um, I remember like I was so overwhelmed one day from like happiness and like being treated like the right way that like I like broke down in my car. It's like, I might get emotional. Wow. How weird. But, um, oh my God, how weird. Oh my God, emotions. Stop, stop. Emotions. <laughs> um, but, um, I but just, isn't that so beautiful? It's like, so you're crazy. you're literally crying from happiness. Yes. Like that's literally like, and it was, like, such an overwhelming thing, like, telling myself, like, I deserve this. And, like, we went through hell, like, to get here and things are, are like, so clear and, and so, like, genuine between us and our intentions are, like, on the same level and he is just, like, this person that is, like, there for me but, like, there for himself and, like, working on himself in every way and it takes, like so much I feel like in in my head and this is something that I wanted to talk about too like breaking the stigma of like um alcoholics and addicts um and like recovery because before I knew Chris it was like it was really I saw like what you see in movies Mm -hmm. like like alcoholics and addicts are assholes and like things don't get better and like you know it's just like one kind of like stereotype but like in actuality like my with with Chris like I've met some of the best people through him And in order to live a sober life and to be in recovery, you have to work, like, ten times harder than, like, the average person every day. Because not only, like, does Chris, you know, have to take care of himself, take care of me, um, take care of, like, like getting married and our future family and Mm -hmm. and, um, his job, but he also has to make sure that, like, he is, like, taking care of himself and... Mm -hmm. um, kind of like in tune with with what's going on in his mind and his body to um like be sober every day it's a choice like like they say like it it never goes away yeah and so that's just something like that I respect so much in um in um people in recovery because you just you don't see that and like you don't see the work that they put in you hear that somebody's a recovering addict and they're like oh what a loser like seriously yeah and I do think that there's definitely different ways to go about um, recovery or oh, go yeah. about like sobriety, right? There's not because one way. Yeah. I do think that there are people who just do it like what you're saying, mm-hmm. where they just like cut out, um, whatever substance they're using mm-hmm. and they just, they like put it in the back closet yes. and they never touch it. Right. Right. But the way that you're describing it is almost when you're describing it, it almost reminds me of like kind of how I feel like I have to like really check in with myself, not only regarding like food and like weight loss and those type of Mm -hmm. things and like how I have to check in with myself, like um, being positive about or being neutral about like my body and like everything like that. But also like when I did all this work with Renee and like aligning myself and like letting go of like all these things that same thing, like Mm -hmm. all these things that I had in my childhood and like um, feeling like I could never like do enough right like when I finally had to like strip those all away like these things that we've done for so long and like I think addiction and um substance like substance abuse even come like is just a byproduct of like those unhealed things oh yeah so like even though my like stuff my um unhealed like childhood shit like didn't 
um, didn't uh, like lead you there. Yeah, like it didn't lead me to substance mm-hmm. abuse. It really could have, mm-hmm. but like I always have to check in with like, okay, like just like I said, like my default, um, like my my normal reaction is to become overwhelmed, over over anxious, and to become angry. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just, like, this week, like, that happened again. Like, I just, you know, that just happened. And that's okay, right? Thank God mine isn't, like, I'm not, like, re- relapsing on um, any type of substance. Right. But, like, I am relapsing into the old person that I yes. used to be. Yep. Right? And mm-hmm. letting that, like, take over because that's, like, a comfort zone. And so it's really, like, we're all having to do that. Yeah. It's just extremely heightened because what um, their, uh, like, childhood traumas or whatever led them into was like a um really harmful Mm -hmm. substance or um behavior right right? pattern but i think the way that we see it in movies is a lot more like the latter where we're talking about like just shutting it off yeah and i do think that um like my parents don't listen to my podcast, but I'm like, I do think that a lot of times that's what, um, I saw my parents do. Yeah. Um, and especially my mom, I did do feel like maybe that's why, even though I don't, I didn't have a substance abuse problem. Like I did, um, like my emotions, I would just shut off. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm like, like, yeah, you picked up on those traits. Yeah, for sure. And it's easier to do that than Mm -hmm. to like really go deep and like you're saying, like to deal with that stuff and talk about it on the daily and mm-hmm. then like check in with yourself daily. Like that's hard mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's like mm-hmm. exhausting sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. But yeah, I just feel like those, those things, like I think need to be more understood. Yeah. Right. Like I'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> it's so funny to bring up. We were at like a family <laughs> dinner with like a distant, let's just call it like this person, a distant family member. Okay. Okay. Not a meet. Well, not necessarily immediate family and was like talking to his own kids. Oh God. And said, like, oh, well, he said, like, his, um, what he doesn't want his kids to date, right? And he was saying, oh, like, uh, well, I don't even remember. Some other things, but he included alcoholic or addict in there. And this was, like, a, during, like, Chris's sobriety, like, journey. This and was, like, was maybe there. a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. And, but you know what? And this is when we weren't as open about his sobriety and, like, closer to the beginning. Um, and uh, the good thing about Chris is he doesn't care. Because he knows that... Like, people don't fully understand, and that's okay. Um, but for me, it's just so funny to hear somebody say that and then to realize, like, that I'm in such a, like, fulfilling, happy, loving relationship with somebody who is, like, a sober alcoholic and a sober yeah. addict. Yeah. And so it's just, it's crazy to hear people talk about it that don't understand. And that's me saying it. I understand a slight version, but I really don't get it because I'm, I'm not, I'm a normie right. as they say, right? <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic or an addict. So it's really, I don't like to say that I understand because I don't, um, but I see it from like my perspective and, and one that Chris tells me. Uh, probably a deeper perspective than most. Right. Yeah. I, I would think so. Um, but yeah, no, that's, it was just, it's so funny, like just to hear people talk like that and to be in our situation. Um, but I guess like we keep getting sidetracked, which is nice because we, we go in yeah. depth about everything. Yeah. But like just back to like where we are now, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Catch us up to where you are now. Yeah. So we're getting married on Yay. September 4th. Yes. <laughs> so pretty think, much three weeks away. Yeah. You're, um, so I think this episode will air. I actually like looked at it before, but I, now I don't remember. I think that your episode will air. Uh, 
after okay you're married so, so we're married, married. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so no we're getting married um in a little bit um from from here a little bit less a little bit more than three weeks yeah so it's freaking crazy and i'm i'm really happy and we're doing fantastic um but i mean just like in the last like six months i would say like um we're just focused on like what the next steps of our life will be um when we had a lot of um what's the word i'm looking for like a lot of like internal like navigating i would say like we um go to couples therapy once every two weeks and sometimes once every month, like, depending on how things are. And it is, like, let me just tell you, like, I'm a huge therapy advocate. Like, you don't need to have anything traumatic, like, mm-hmm. going on in your life to go to therapy. Like, it's just, it's a good time. <laughs> and I, like, I can't say enough, like, um, good things about our therapist. She is a freaking, like, saint. I love her. And, like, we're obsessed with her. Um, she is perfect. Um, we love her. Um, but she, like, it, like, gives us, because, you know, and I like to say this, and I, I don't, I, it sounds funny because I'm not like trying to brag or trying to say Chris and I have no problems, but we really don't often fight. And I can credit a lot of that because of therapy. We really have like completely open lines of communication and we fully like see each other and understand each other um, to the point where like if something is bothering us, like we can call each other out on it and like we can understand and in therapy it really also gives us like the opportunity to um talk about ourselves which is something that I also um like love about our therapist is we really don't have often like issues currently going on to talk about but we will talk about like um something going on in my life or something going on in Chris's life and things that we can do to help each other um kind of like navigate that and yeah. go through that together which I think and has how to like support each other through yes it. Yeah. exactly which has been like the most helpful thing for us like therapy is really like I look forward to it it's like never scary it's like I mean sometimes like if we have something you know for example if I get triggered by something um that reminds me of the past right that's always like a little bit more sensitive to bring up however like we always do it um and we always talk about it and we always work through it and Chris really like always makes me feel like extremely like supported and and loved and understood which I think is really important because like I said we had we played very different roles um in in the past and um like what led us here but he's very like understanding that I can still have triggers of like things that like went kind of like wrong right Right, during like his using period like pre-sobriety um so we like it's like just such a safe space for us to talk and for us to understand each other, and, like, it's funny because if I notice something going on with Chris, I can bring it up in therapy. And if he notices something going on with me, like, we bring it up. So it's kind of like to help each other yeah. at this point. And it almost is, like, um, a lot of times people ask, like, Renee and I, like, how we can, like, stay, um, how we stay in really great communication. Because mm-hmm. I think that's basically key to any good relationship is communication. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the first thing you mentioned. But we have, like, check-ins with each other. Yeah. And, like, they're not, like, technically scheduled out. But, like, we, every single morning, go on a morning walk. And we... I love that. Every single morning, we check in with each other. And, like, we're not, like, like, how are you doing? Or, like, you know, <laughs> yes. not, like, it's not very formal. But right. I think adding that, we added that, like, around when um, we were at 24. Yeah. And um, it's, like... It really helped us. Like, we swear by it. And when we have people over, and so, like, we're, like, kind of not in our routine, and, like, he's um, taking the dogs down, and I'm, like, helping everyone Mm -hmm. up, you know, here, because we have people over here a lot. Um, 
like we feel kind of like a disconnect sometimes and so like we'll be like hey like I need to go on the walk or like hey we need to like do this together like Like, what can I do to help you yeah yeah like but that is like huge is like just checking in with each other Mm -hmm. like you're saying like bringing it up having a certain time to bring it up and that's what I love especially if you're on like you guys are on different schedules oh yeah yeah, our schedules, like, really are interesting. Like, he works a regular 9 to 5. He actually works at, yeah. at, at a treatment center, yeah. which is really, really great, and it's great for him. And um, so he's a case manager at a treatment center. So he works, like, your typical 9 to 5 job, and I work, obviously, like, 9 nice. p.m. to, like, 6 a.m. And so we really, like, um, we really, like, work on trying to set time aside, like, yeah. between those hours to, like, have dinner together or to hang out together or to watch a show together to, like, have that quality time together, like, before... I have to work because sometimes if we don't like there was a period when I started working overnight mm-hmm. that I was getting very frustrated because like I don't feel like we're bonding like I don't feel like we're connecting right now and yeah. it's really it's just pissing me off like because seriously like you know what I mean it comes up as anger for me too yeah like I was like I like, what the fuck is your problem yes you bond with me? yes like <laughs> I was like I miss you and like we live together and everything but like I miss just talking and getting yeah. out of the house together I miss just going to pick up food with you like yeah I miss seeing you Small in like things. external situations right yeah and so we talked about that we talked about that in therapy and like it's something that like we've been able to navigate a lot better um yeah I mean it's really it's I feel like so blessed and like lucky to say this but like navigating like just any of our issues like feels so basic now and like so easy just because of like all the work that um that we put in like now like in our sessions like we're talking about the future and like we're talking about getting married and like how to become like even better versions of ourselves for like our future kids like yeah having kids is something that we want to do yeah Chris thinks we're gonna have them a lot sooner than we are but he does he like he's like he's so ready I'm like dude like we need to take a few steps back first oh my god yeah I'm um, literally like terrified yeah no I you know I, I work with babies and I love kids but it's just something that we're planning and it's like it seems so like wild and yeah. just so like crazy to like look back on like where we came from to like where we are now and um really just like putting in like all the work to make sure like we're ready to be parents and like we're ready to um like just move forward with those certain parts of our life I think that's huge too because like when you're you know we're talking about not being able or not having time to communicate or bond well imagine like throwing a kid in there yeah like yeah I think about this all the time like because we want to have kids too but I'm like, I know why I haven't had kids yet and why, like, I haven't been blessed with that yet is because I still needed to do work on myself. Yes. Because imagine, like, throwing a kid into here and then, like, I can't communicate with Renee. Right. Like, I can't communicate with, um, about anything yet. And then I also have, like, the added pressure and the added, like, time constraint of having, like, another person that I'm mm-hmm. taking care of. Like, Being a mom. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it would be really really hard and it would be a lot harder to um navigate those situations yeah and that's like our main focus like right now not having kids but like you know making sure that like we're pretty much like getting everything settled so we can like our next you know our next goal is like buy a home because we live with my dad right now which is totally fine and like we're so lucky and um it's it's a great situation for us like but living by ourselves like after we get married and then um like having kids but like we are in the process of pretty much every session that we have of like more like usually it's more me of like telling Chris like hey like you know these are our goals and this is what what we want to do so we need to be better about like I don't know saving money or um like not eating out and cleaning up and like really those are like our only like things that we bicker about because 
Chris is like, he'll like leave crap all over the house. Like he leaves his like, I come home and there's like an ice cream container next to his like, next to where he sleeps. And I'm like, dude, like clean up your trash. Like, do not do that. That's like the one thing that we fight about. You know what I mean? Yes. But like, I know it seems silly, but that's something that like, hey, like I tell him like sometimes in therapy, I'm like when you leave all the chores for me, like it makes me feel less respected yeah. and like less yeah. loved because that's like some, like that's a way I need to receive like, yeah. um, like love and appreciation. And yeah. so we're working through those things right now. Like he's like, okay, like, you know, with his job, he understands like he needs to be better. He needs to help me with the laundry. He needs to like, you know, clean the dishes after I cook. Like he needs to like, um, like add some chores like to his like like, his regular routine right. to, like, make me feel, like, more, like, loved and appreciated. So, like, those are the things, like, we're working on now, which seems yeah. so crazy compared to what we used to have to do. But it's really, like, the small things that people don't think they need to talk about. Because how does that manifest if you're not able to actually, like, communicate that? I get so mad. That. If yeah, we don't talk about it for angry. a few days and I'm picking up his his clothes, yeah. I'm just like, dude, yeah. you're a disaster. But it's funny because it's, like, we expect, and at least I did this all the time, it's, like, I expect him to no and read your mind yeah yeah and it's like yo like you gotta tell them and like yeah. you also have to be I, this was hard for me is like willing to accept help yes. too and like oh so hard for me oh my god I it's literally so hard. was like I remember the first time that Renee ever went to the grocery store for me and I was like yeah I was fucking pissed me too and it's I was crazy like I was like so and Renee would always be like you're a fucking control freak yep. and I'm like no dude I you just don't know what the you don't get the right doing. things like yeah and he's like dude just take a picture of exactly what you want I'm like that's more work like are you <laughs> dumb like that's more work like and he's like no like I, I have to help like you have to allow me to help you yeah even if I don't get it completely right right um and I think I talked about this on Patrice's episode but um I had to, like, at the beginning of the year, whenever everything, like, hit the fan and I had to, like, stop, um, like, literally stop my whole life, I like, feel like, um, my coach at the time was, like, um, you need to, like, make this, like, persona about being, like, like, um, not being, a, like, an alpha and not being, like, always in control and make, yeah. like, a persona that goes with, like, being a beta and just, mm-hmm. like, let Renee take control. And I was, like, yeah, I'm bad literally, I feel like... Like, I was crawling out of my skin to let someone else take control. But I do let him take control in so many aspects. But, like, to let him fully take control of, like, where we're going to go eat. Like, when we're going to go. Like, what we're going to do for our, like, anniversary. That was, like, my first task. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so fucking hard. That's fun. But it's, like. And it worked out. You were saying. Yes. Like, at at the end of the day, like, what the fuck is the worst that's going to happen if he gets, like, the wrong yogurt? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. that I mean, I would be a little annoid, but then you're like, okay, but well, don't get that one next time. Yeah. Or, like, then you just, like, at this, like, oh, God, I sound so old, but, like, in this day and age, you can literally just order, order it. it. Me like, too. Instacart. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. That's, that's so crazy because that's, like, that's something that Chris and I deal with, too. Not as much a control thing, but, like, um, still going back to the past, like, me stepping out of that, like, and this is going to sound weird, but, like, the mother, like, nurturing yeah. role. Yeah. And that's, like, something that um, I do want to say is typical, like, dealing with, like... For sure. Um, like, non-alcoholic slash alcoholic, like, relationships. Um, like, addict versus whatever. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. Um, I was, like, in this, like, nurturing, like, kind of, like, motherly role that, like, we are actively, like, working on breaking. And obviously, like, it's a lot better now. But it was hard in the beginning. And our therapist, like, she would always, like, try to, like kind of like make us realize like why why we would do those things and like how 
kind of like how we can change them. Right. And like saying no, for example, is a big thing for me. Like um, oh, before, yeah. Chris would like ask me to do things for him, right? And We've I would always do. Yeah, we would yeah. talk about because this was a big thing in the past. Yeah. yeah. And so we would, I would always say yes. But now I always say no, and it's not hard for me anymore because, especially because we're so comfortable. Like sometimes, and we were talking about this. Actually, it's so ironic. We were talking about this in our last therapy session. I was like, you know what? Like I've been realizing we have these things called sparkle moments, which like our therapist talks about, which is like so the best thing ever. In the beginning, like we recently started it, but she's like, oh, like what's your sparkle moment? Like like name a sparkle moment that like you guys had together, whatever. Like this past like in in the time that I haven't talked to you guys um but like I just say no like Chris will test me like it's just normal for him and like he he realizes like that he has to break that but we'll both be upstairs and he'll be like can you get me a water from downstairs and I was like you have legs I'm not going downstairs why would I go downstairs to get you a water when you can go get yourself water yeah like literally that's how I say it to yeah. him <laughs> no I I definitely relate to that like saying no um yeah. I remember like being on a um last year it was only last year it was in Lionsgate portal last year mm-hmm. um that Michelle and Grazel and I went to um Solvain. well I make Renee's coffee every morning yeah like yeah. you know I just make both of our coffees like and I remember Renee like didn't know how to use the Nespresso literally maker. Chris and that's okay that he doesn't know how to use it that's fine yeah but he had to like FaceTime me in order to figure out how to use it and it wasn't it's not him like he was like it's you it's me because you never every morning mm-hmm. I'm like I'll get it get yep. out of my way like, me too I'll get it we have the same exact story the same exact thing happened to us it's yeah he, he FaceTimed like, me FaceTimed literally me. and I remember Michelle was like because I was like oh I'm just not sure if like he can figure like I was like worried like this is so stupid it's like so I'm dumb. literally worried that like he's not gonna figure out how to do the Nespresso <laughs> and I remember or it was like that and like his lunches or something like that and I remember Michelle was like well he is an adult out. <laughs> and you're like, like oh, how did she say that like isn't she worried that her husband's gonna be like pissed off at her but it's something? so true but it's like at the end of the day like I set up Renee for success with his like food and all that stuff pretty much every single day even when I'm gone I try to pack him lunches like ahead of time so that he has them because he does work really hard so mm-hmm. like, yes like I do like to um help him in that way but at the same time like even recently, I just went on a trip to Texas and I wasn't able to like, for some reason, I couldn't get him like all the food that he needed or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I was just super busy. And he was like, Alicia, like, don't even worry about it. Like, I'm going to get like food while I'm out. Like, it's okay. Like, I'd right. rather you focus on X, Y, and Z like business wise. Right. Then do this for me. And I remember like thinking at that time, I was like, oh my God, this is so like, this is so amazing. It's like, like a this release, feels right? so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like why am I worried about him like figuring out how to eat when like he literally knows how to do that? Yeah. And it's funny because Chris's reactions are similar to Renee's, which is like, you don't think that's going to happen. You're going to, you think that they're going to be like, no, we need your help. Like we need you. We need this. Yes. And it's not like that. Yeah. We were just saying to like, in therapy, maybe that's like our want to be needed. It, I think so. Yeah. I really, for me, I do think so. But Chris was like, you know, what's funny. Like I ask you and I kind of like test the boundaries, like without even thinking about it. But when you say no, like, it makes me like gain this respect for you. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. right. He's like, I appreciate when you say no because at the time I'm like I'm like annoyed because I'm like fuck I don't want to go get the water but then he's like as I'm walking down the stairs he's like you know what I'm glad you said no because it's not her job to do this for me that's like this is a conversation that we just had on Monday yeah so it's like it's so like because think of it when you're always saying yes right Mm -hmm. 
then the person no matter it's just human nature like to know that like oh they're always gonna say yes yes like they're gonna do whatever i want right and that's like a and, lack of respect you know yeah it is because it's like almost like you know how when you're like at an employer right and you are like they're calling you for like extra shifts or whatever and you're just always like yeah i'll do it well you become the person that takes the extra shifts yeah so who the fuck do you think they're gonna call every time they need an extra shift you. if you can't say no right you're going to always be doing those additional shifts. Mm-hmm. That's like something that Renee really taught me was at the beginning of our relationship was saying no to others. Yeah. Um, and like putting myself first and asking myself, like, do I actually want to do this mm-hmm. or am I just saying yes because I can't say no? And it's kind of like fulfilling. Like when you say yes and when you handle it, even if like you're like overwhelmingly busy, it's like you want to feel like responsible for that and you want to feel like needed, right? Yeah. I feel like I feel that way at least. For sure. Yeah. It's like. Oh, someone like you feel important, yes. you feel wanted, yes. you feel needed. It feels yes. fulfills all those needs. Um, and behind those are like our fears yeah. of being rejected, yeah. of being like yeah. not um, not needed. See, I'm right? so glad you can relate because it's like it sounds silly, but like that's a lot of the work that I had to put in myself. Like being able to stand up for myself and being able to say no and like letting go of that role for Chris has completely changed our relationship. Yeah, and I. It's so like it's funny. It's the opposite of what you really think would happen. Yes, I was just talking about this in a different way, but like um, with business, is I thought like I had to be like doing more, 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 and really like at the end of the day, like it's actually less about like how much I'm productive or how much I'm like quote unquote like productive, and actually more about like how much am I out there like talking to other people? Mm-hmm. How much am I out there like? connecting with others how much am I out there like getting inspired yeah like the business doesn't happen um this is like a quote that I always say is like the business like business also happens um, yeah. like away from your computer right right like that's right. still business and that was something I had to like really get a hold of is like yeah when you own when you're like working for yourself a lot of times you feel like you're like oh my god if I'm not like dedicating like, all this time yeah. I'm not productive and I'm not working but like going out like this this is fucking working it is yeah right like going out and like and dming people like that's working like going out and having lunch with you right now Mm -hmm. like that's gonna be working too so i think reframing my mindset around like working but also like reframing our mindset around just like anything that we've been taught is Mm -hmm. like quote unquote like the norm yeah kind of like breaking the stigma with everything yeah i'm not gonna be a caretaker to chris a few different times i have yeah breaking the stigma yeah, because it's true, you know. Yeah, um, I like. I'm so. I'm so happy. I feel like this is gonna be so good. I, I mentioned. I only told. Well, I obviously put it on Instagram. Yeah. But, um, I really only told. Uh, I was telling Michelle about it, and she was like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be so powerful." I was like, "Yeah, I really think it's gonna be like, really inspiring for people. Not not only in just the like, direct way mm-hmm. of like someone who may be dealing with a similar situation, yeah. but also in like." A way of just like whoa if she can like become come on and talk about this after it happened like what can I like I can get over whatever the fuck little thing that I'm going yeah, through kind yeah. of thing you know yeah and just I don't know if like I'm not looking in the right places but I feel like a lot of people <laughs> don't talk about this like do you get what I'm saying yeah. like and so actually your mic is kind of blocking you just a little bit like pull your mic down oh just no a bit. it's okay hello <laughs> But, um, <laughs> no, but like people just don't talk about it enough. And if like, I know, for example, like every time I posted about Chris, I get some sort of message yeah. from somebody like yeah. you would never expect like, Hey, like 
my husband is dealing with this too, or I'm dealing with this too, or I grew up in this atmosphere. Like, right. If you ever need to talk, I'm here. And I want right. to be that person for people. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to share my story and like, you know, if like it. Like relate. Yes. And, and, and have people relate to it because once I listened to like this podcast of, of a couple kind of like similar to Chris and I, um, it was like somebody that was, you know, a normie and then somebody that was like an alcoholic and addict and they went through it together just like Chris and I did yeah. and I messaged her you know and I was like wow like that was so powerful like, for you. yes that's exactly it like thank you like that was so powerful for me to to listen to like here's my situation with my person and you know you just don't hear this enough and I really appreciate like your honesty and like your willingness to be so open about it um because you think that like you're alone and like you think that like you're the only you one do. in this situation and you're not. And that's with so many situations, right? Like we, I think, um, I was in like a coaching program with Chelsea is like, um, uh, she was saying like, sometimes we feel like we're the only person who's ever dealt with something this big. Right. And mm-hmm. that we're like, because people don't share about it enough and we're like waiting for people to like, we don't want to talk about it because it might shock someone too much. It might scare them away. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we like, that's why we don't talk about it. But really like everyone's dealing with something. Everyone. You're never alone. Like with any situation, any thought you have, someone else has thought it. Yes. Isn't that crazy to think? It's it's like wild. Yeah. And it's like weird for me to be talking about this because like I said, like I come from more of a conservative family. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, even though my, like, for example, like my grandparents and my, my families and my aunts and uncles, like they know that Chris doesn't really drink. Like we've never really talked about his sobriety. And, but like I'm, I'm, becoming this person that like as much as I respect like everyone's beliefs like I don't really care like what yeah. they would think of like me sharing this right um because like this has like made me who I am and it's made Chris who he is and it's brought us to where we are and, and like we wouldn't have this like w- without like our past and everything that happened and like we wouldn't be getting married like I'm so happy like it's like so crazy to say but like I'm so happy and he is like we had a talk, it's so many different things, but we had a talk the other day where we had, like, a sparkle moment, where I, like, noticed him, like, two days in a row, like, genuinely, like, happy and, like, laughing, and you know when you can tell someone, like, in their element, like, in their zone, just, like, laughing and kind of, like, enjoying, like, where they are in the moment, it was just, like, when we were doing, like, nothing, we were driving together, or we were playing with our dog, and, like, so I told him, I was, like, you know what, I, like, wanted to tell you, like, that I realized, like, in the last few days, like, I've seen you be really genuinely happy, and, like, it's just so, like, it's so nice for me to see, and it's so refreshing for me to see, like, you, like, laughing and, like, enjoying yourself, like, on a drive and, like, doing things that we're going to be doing for the rest of our life, and, like, it's just so, it's nice to be able to have those conversations, and it's, it's so, like, just, like, a, a wonderful feeling to, like, even notice him in like this like completely different way than like how he used to be and who he used to be and like us just like driving to a friend's house and like seeing him like being so comfortable like in his person and like being happy and like there's nothing that makes me happier than like seeing that in him you know yeah and I bet his like feeling of that is literally like 10x like I'm happy I can like provide that or like even like feel that Mm-hmm. level of happiness yeah in, like, in just a small yeah. moment like that it's crazy like yeah. and obviously like goes without saying but like watching him and like become the person that he is and it's just like it's been like the most rewarding and incredible journey and like I would not trade it for anything like I'm so proud of him and like everything like he's done and and um like just like becoming you know like he yeah. makes a difference in people's lives every day with his job and 
like by using his his own story yeah and like that's not something that people get to do every day yeah and so I just you know it's incredible like to to hear him like you know sometimes like in the morning like I'll like overhear him on the phone talking to somebody or like dealing with the situation and it's like like so crazy to hear him like be there for somebody in the way that he needed before and yeah. so yeah it's Which just is like the most beautiful circle of life yes right? it really is yeah, yeah. okay so I think we're gonna kind of like wrap it yeah um so that we can eat <laughs> we're hungry um but I think uh people want to know like I think you mentioned that you want to share more about this so if anyone that is listening actually either is like going through something or mm-hmm. like resonated with this I think Melanie and you can correct me but I think Melanie's DMs are 100% open yes. um so obviously I'll have everything for her linked down below for you guys in the show notes but also like on the Instagram you guys saw her so um oh we did get a question so we had a question about how your job has like shifted um during COVID so hold on I'm gonna cover that in a second but let me circle back um so yeah I'm gonna have everything for her listed down below so if you guys have um any interest in reaching out to her like I said she's 100% open and taking dms and um I think that you should talk about it um even if it's just in dms with people I think it's a beautiful thing and Mm -hmm. I'm happy to see you doing that thank you um so we did get a question from Devin which you guys know Devin um she came on the podcast and if you haven't listened to her episode you can go listen to it it is um starting your career over at 30 her episode was like amazing you guys had a great um like it had a great response um but anyways her question was actually about your job and how your job has shifted pre and post covid but i don't know if you were doing i was but okay. it was just kind of like a so i'll, I'll explain it okay i'll try to be brief but because okay. it's, it's interesting but um so during covid i switched from so I quit 24 like a bit before COVID right that's trying, right I'm trying to remember I wait think, was that her question yeah that was her okay, question okay okay for some reason I got like yes nervous. that was the I was question. like wait yeah I know um I it's a long story <laughs> but my career has changed quite a bit I um like was an operations manager at 24 hour fitness and then I ended up going back to school and um like getting my bachelor's degree but I went into nannying during that time because you know I just I needed something like a little bit more flexible and um something that I can manage my school work with and so I was nannying during COVID in fact and I find that actually it was easier to get jobs for me during COVID because um people like were working from home that makes and the schools were closed right and so I um was always needed yeah. So there wasn't a time that I wasn't needed. And right. In fact, during COVID is when I switched from um, being a, a daytime nanny to a newborn care specialist, so an overnight nanny. Um, and really, like, the job doesn't go away. Like, having babies doesn't stop. Right, yeah. And so there was always, I think, like, there was always room for me and people, like, were working from home, so they were exhausted. Or even then, I mean, people always need to sleep, right? Yeah. Especially if they're parents. They need to, like, save their energy to be good parents during the day. Um. So my job, personally, I feel like, was almost was increased and then pretty much like was the same my job didn't change um it was like I still got just as much business um and yeah okay yeah that's interesting I wouldn't even really think of that like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think of I guess I didn't have any feeling toward it but I would think that if anything like 
I would never think of it from the perspective of like how you were saying how there was not a time where you weren't needed. Mm-hmm. Like people, like kids weren't go- really going to school. No, yeah. Daycare. Daycares were closed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. And I was like nannying during like the peak of COVID. So I was needed yeah. because they were like, what are we we're gonna do with yeah. the kids? Yeah. Yeah. And people were probably like going crazy with their kids. Oh my God. It was time. crazy. Yeah. Going stir crazy inside with kids. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I want to just say thank you so much for coming on. I feel like you did such a great job. Thank like, you. Like, such a great job. And it's really um, awesome to see you share, share your story um, and share, like, how it affected you. Thank you for So much. Me. And you are just like, oh, I'm just, like, so happy for you because it's really cool watching you, like, describe it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know, like, how we talked in person, but, um, like, as a friend level. But then, like, hearing you describe it as, like, um, from like a perspective of like someone else is going to hear it, not just us as friends. It's yeah. Like really cool. Yeah. yeah so thank you. you. Yeah. And really I appreciate bad. you for having me on because yeah. like you already know, I told you a billion times, like I'm obsessed and like so proud of you for this platform that you created. Thank you. And I think like it inspires me just like when I see, like see what you have to say in your posts and like, and what you're doing for, for women. And I think that it's so awesome. And like, everyone is so lucky that they get to encounter like your page and and what you do and be able to see like the awareness I think and like your like kind of like um what's the what's the word energy like energy yeah that yeah. you're spreading I think Thank it's you. awesome I was um I'm gonna throw this in because I'm like oh my god I just I forgot to mention I mention it at the beginning but when we after we like after you reached out and you were like, did I do something wrong? And I was like, no, then we went a while without talking, but then we kind of like reconnected, um, online and then, um, I bought your jacket. Yeah. She bought a (laughs) merch, which is so cool. And then she literally was like, oh my God, it's like not that long ago that you were literally sitting in my office and I was sitting in Melanie's office because she was my supervisor. And I was like crying to her that I did not, um, fit in with other Mm -hmm. trainers and that I thought I was too fat to be a trainer. I wasn't fit enough. I wasn't qualified enough, all the things. And she brought that up and I almost like, I don't want to say that I like forgot about that moment, but I definitely like, it seemed like it was so far away, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know. It just like, it, it was such a weird, like it was a cool moment to remember because I was like, Oh my God, I do. Like I was doing that Mm -hmm. because I felt so like unqualified, unconfident, like, I felt like I couldn't do that job. Yeah. And you were like the only person I knew could really understand. And she was like, oh my God, like, look at you now. And I, sometimes I do trip out and I'm like, I literally have a podcast that is talking about confidence. Yeah. And I was was, not confident at all. But it's funny because like, really, if you look back at it, all you needed was that confidence. That's all I needed. That's all you needed. I literally, I feel like I could have like slayed. Yeah. If I had confidence, but I didn't have it. Like, Cause you were always like willing to put yourself out there. Like yes. you were yeah. like, you just didn't have the confidence in yourself. Like, and people can do feel it. that. Yeah. Of yeah, course so that energy. Yeah. Even though I was there, like you said, like I was there, like I was like willing to like become a trainer, even though like, you know, it's like kind of like, um, not hard, but like you have to put yourself out there and like yeah. go and talk and like, um, not only to like people to gain clients, but I'm talking about more like, I switched from being, um, in the front desk to going on the trainer side that also took like kind of balls to do because it's like not really like normally done. But anyways, like I'm willing to put myself out there and keep going and pushing, but I didn't have like the inner confidence. So even though like 
I kept having balls. Like I didn't have, like you can feel it when someone is mm-hmm. like doing that, but mm-hmm. they're like, don't actually believe in themselves in themselves. Yeah. yeah. Like I knew I kept having to like put myself out there, but I didn't actually believe I was going right. to like make something out yeah. of that. And, and so, it's like crazy because like now you fully see like, yeah, I'm sure even on your bad days, like now from like an outsider, like looking in, like I see that you do like just like by what you post and like by your podcast and like what you what you say and like the information that you share like I think to me and I hope to other people like it's obvious that like you are confident in what you're doing yeah and like that's that's like the the biggest thing yeah it's really crazy that I like I was thinking about this before you came over is that like I used to like not share about my social media or about like oh my god I hid my YouTube you said it was a secret I'll never forget Palm Beach Town we were talking about fitness Yeah, yeah, at Palm Beach Chan, I even told you that when you, you said were like, like, oh, and oh, someone found like, it and you're like, oh, well, no, I don't like when people look at it or I don't like to share it. Yes. Which is so dumb because it's like, what am I trying to do? It was like your do? fitness journey. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but I didn't want anyone to know that I had like a YouTube that I shared about my fitness journey. And so now crazy. I literally like before you got here, I like went to the grocery store and the guy was like, what are you doing today? Like the grocery store um, checkout person was like, what are you doing today? And I was like, I could have just said like oh, I'm just working or whatever. And I did say that at first. And then I was like, mm, I guess I'm just going to tell them about my podcast. So yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm like recording. A, I'm do, I'm working, like I'm recording a podcast with my friend. And I like told him all about the podcast. So I gave him the podcast Instagram and he was That's like, so oh, cute. this is so awesome. And I was like, wow, what a full circle moment because it's you. So it just reminds me so much of like the, those times. And I'm like, wow, I literally used to like hide that I even wanted to do this. And now I'm like telling the fucking random grocery store guy. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So funny. And it's crazy because that stood out to me. Like even like at Palm Beach, like our conversations about fitness and about like how you felt and at the gym stood out to me because like I like felt very similar. Right. So it's like So funny. imagine if I literally imagine if I had had confidence in myself and I was like, yeah, I have like a I have a YouTube yeah. regarding fitness. Like yeah. that's my actual passion. Yeah. yeah. Like and you would be like, oh, cool. Like I totally relate. Like yeah. imagine how much like. Yeah. And it's crazy though, but enough of you was like willing to tell me that you're interested in fitness or else you would have never come to work for right. me at 24. That's true. So. God's plan. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Okay. We're going to go wrap it up. We're going to go eat. Um, I love you guys so, so much. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, I never say this, but I realize I probably should be saying this is please Leave me a review down below if you guys can. That would really help me out. Um, leave me a, yeah, you can leave like an actual review or rate an review. Mm-hmm. Rate, rate and review the podcast down below for me. Please follow Melanie. Everything will be linked for you guys in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yay. And until next time, don't forget to let your confidence shine. <laughs> I, I love like that. Everyone is literally like shocked when I say that. They're like,